You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. The Sith are back. Are they? They just went away and they're back again. I don't know how. I thought Ray destroyed them. And then we had you, our own regular Joe Baba, Baba Frick. Oh, Baba Frick. Oh, I don't. I actually don't even remember how he uh, how he sounded, but uh, Babu Frick. Oh yeah, I'm like pretending I'm Russian or something. I said Baba Frick. Yeah, no, it's Babu. It's Babu. <laughs> I already forgot and I've seen the dang movie twice. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that means you need a third time. Ugh. Then and I'm, I'll be curious to see if anyone listening has seen it three times. Um so folks, sorry for the delay a little bit. We had to make a, a, a last second audible. Um Luke was really hoping to make it out and, and circumstances changed, but we do have Luke on the phone. Luke, are you still there? Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger, he is present. Not in the flesh. But in the voice. I think. Does that, sure. I mean, that's fine. That works for me if it works for you all. Friends, casual fam, um, we are here today to discuss the. Discuss. D- discuss. No, we're discussing the final installment of the Skywalker saga. It we- doesn't sound real. No. No. It hasn't set in? No. It really hasn't, um, especially with that ending. But mm-hmm. uh, Luke, can you believe it, man? Were you in shock the whole time when you were watching it? This is actually the end. I don't think it's all hit me in that way. Maybe because of like where I am in my life, it just kind of like sneaks up on me more than when I was a kid and making uh, countdown calendars on my wall to cross off the days every day until the next movie came out. <laughs> Have you started that one already? I mean, just kind of a general countdown. Two years, wow. three years to Star Wars. Yeah, what am I counting down to? What are they saying? 2022? 2022, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't heard that. We'll chalk it up to Christmas of 2022 because I think that they have Christmas on lockdown. I hope they, they realize that that's when they need to be releasing movies. It's not Christmas without Star Wars. I know. I know. Keep the Star Wars in Christmas. Mm. <laughs> um, Keep the I don't, I don't think that's what they Sith-mas. say. Yeah, I don't think it's what they say, but uh, but we'll take it. Um, so blasphemous. Bla- bla- and it's blasphemous. There it is. Um, but guys, I hope the stream's doing okay. I think the stream is healthy. Um, but let us know if you see anything otherwise, Wait, or if yeah, can you yeah. guys hear us? Yeah, let us know. I mean, it <laughs> looks like there's sound. Um, but you know what? You know, Palpatine is gone. He's back, and we think he's gone, and apparently he's back again. Um, but yeah, let us know if you, if you don't hear anything coming into the stream. Give us a thumbs up in the in the chat um, if you're seeing you know if you're seeing us and, and you're hearing us. But uh, I, I wanted to do a live chat of this. I I didn't want to record a podcast. Well, we we did. Holly and I recorded a little something for Patreon. So if you want our five minutes after seeing the movie for the first time a reaction go to patreon and for two bucks a month you can go enjoy that right now um yeah <laughs> i think we were blown away i think it was a lot of shock if you want to hear shock me at all. stutter through everything i'm saying because i'm just so blown away well i think a lot of it was the high sodium content from the evening <laughs> um, popcorn a huge thing of corn 
Um, what, I don't even remember what we ate before it, but it was something I'm sure really salty and then some soda. It just all was a lot. Um, and then the emotions, uh, I was just emotionally drained after mm -hmm. seeing the movie. So, yeah, yeah do you, I mean, but I thought really good thoughts. Um, so I want to tap into that a little more and then bring those thoughts to this discussion as well. But I wanted this to be live. I wanted Luke to be present for it. And I wanted you guys to be able to, to, to throw in the chat your thoughts on the film, whether you disagree with what we're saying or, or, or if you're, if you're agreeing with it, let us know. I, I want to hear, I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Everyone in that chat, I want to hear them. Um, and, and Holly's going to do her damnedest to participate and get to those chats as well. Yeah. So Luke and Michael, if I interrupt you, Please do. I'm so sorry, but no, we should be interrupted. Sometimes it takes, since there's that delay, it takes a minute for me to see yeah. what everyone is saying in response to something yeah. that we've, we've said does, like two minutes does, ago. Yeah. Does Holly have access to the soundboard? Maybe she could like do the siren, like breaking news alert. I, I, just, she can just cue me and just, I can, yeah, I can just hit tell that me what point. color button it is. And I'll um, it's not this one. So it's not that, that one. That one is useful. Did you have the like imperial siren on there somewhere? <laughs> I do. I'm afraid to hit buttons now because <laughs> I should remember. have this all written down. Why but, don't, uh, yeah, we should get little tapes and just write. That's actually happens. not a bad idea. Roadcaster really wasn't thinking of that. I think they think, oh, well, you can associate it with the color. All I know is the intro and outro. Everything on here is a gamble. Right. If I so press it. I would think that the green one would be the intro. Nope. See, that's not how mm. my brain works. I had to start talk, <laughs> go left to right, like I'm um, reading a book. You know what I'm saying? But so okay. Yeah. I'm not very green smart. means Yoda and or green bean. That's actually not a bad idea. Okay, so speaking of that, yeah, I have to tell you what Brent oh, said. Oh, Brent wants to talk about episode seven. No, he doesn't. <laughs> or chapter. Well, seven. I'm sure. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. He said it's only a matter of time until Ray Palpa Walker starts training Finn and Baby Yoda. So, yeah. before we started the chat, Luke was like, "Is there anything specific that we're talking about? Do we have yeah. an agenda?" Okay, I'm. I'm adjusting what I said earlier, and I okay. do want to have a conversation about Finn. Okay, yeah, me too. So that's mm. something that I think we need to get to. I absolutely, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Um, so how do we want to go about this? I mean, every uh, Luke, I want to hear from you because you know it, it, we 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 watched it Saturday morning with you, or Friday morning with you, um, right. with you and your friend, and 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 we 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 chatted a little bit. We're the only ones left in the theater talking about it. And people are like, we just want to clean up this theater. Can you guys just be like, give us a minute. Okay. Like, let us, let us talk for a second. Jesus. We just spent $50 here. Let us have a moment. Um, but, uh, we didn't, we didn't dig too deep into it as much as we were sitting there chatting. So what were your initial thoughts after seeing it for, and, and full disclosure, you've only seen it once. So yeah, that that is definitely the huge disclaimer on everything I'm going to say tonight yeah. is I've only seen it once. And for me, the level of Star Wars that we are into, it's not enough to yeah. like really flesh out all my my thoughts and feelings. So for me, and I, I kept telling you guys over and over again, like I was so jealous of you <laughs> that it was your second viewing because I think by far the, the second viewing is always the best. The second yeah. viewing really cements how you feel about the movie the first one you're just trying to figure it all out and yeah. you can't with one viewing so yeah sitting there in the theater we, you know we sat through the credits and we were talking and it was just so much to to work through and i'm yeah still working through those things my wife you know i don't think she's seen any of the new movies all the way through except for rogue one which i got her to yeah 
um, in the theater. Uh, but she's seen bits and, and parts here. And so she's like, ask me, oh, how wasn't everything? And I, all I said to her was, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's oh, all I, that's please. like to somebody who's not deep in it. That's yeah. like the most I can say. And I, I almost am. I've had a couple other people. We went to a, a, a Christmas party of a uh, my in-laws, fiance's family uh, earlier today. And, you know, there was almost people started to try to start a conversation about it with me. And I'm like, I, I can't even talk to you about it. You're like, like, how was it? I was like, I can't, I can't. I've seen it once, but yeah. I know that's really dumb to say before we're about to talk about it for an hour and a half no, or whatever. No. But I know with this audience, I can talk about it in a way yeah. that you all will understand, but other people won't. So like, that's my, my too long disclaimer on this whole process. No, I mean, I, I felt the same way after the last Jedi, when I came out. So I went, I, as an, I did a live video video and I was like, I, I'm conflicted and I needed to see it two or three more times to really appreciate it. And this one, I just personally, I came out with a little more appreciation than that. And I don't know if that tells me something or if, if in time, maybe it'll change or whatever, but Holly, you saw it twice I with, did. with me. I did. And I, th there was a moment in particular, I know you did enjoy and I hope oh. it didn't, you know, deter you too much from I the film, know. but seeing it, you know, one time and then two times initial thoughts. Um, okay. When from the opening credits yeah. until like two hours and 15 minutes, Come on. I was blown away. blown away. I just, I loved everything that was happening. Yeah. I even was, and you guys have known since like 2017, I've been like no Ben Demption. Come on. No I Ben Demption. I don't want yeah. it. I don't want it. Two yeah. years later, we got Ben Demption, and I was okay with the way that it was yeah. done. I was like, this is fine. This is fine. And then everyone knows the moment that I think I might have swore out loud in the movie theater. <laughs> what? Phys and the guy next to me. Physical hands were flowing. My hands went up in the air. Oh, uh, what the? I was like, oh, God, calm her down. The guy on the other side of me started laughing, him and his wife. I was just like, are you, like, why? Because I think they thought you were a Raylo fan. You know? Oh, I don't think. Well, after that, I'm sure they knew that I wasn't. But um, everything else up until that moment, I think, was really great. Yeah. Um, I, I've been thinking about this a lot in the past 60 hours, how Holly processed that moment. Oh, boy, it was... Even the second time, I'm sure you probably saw it, Luke, because I was sitting in between you guys, but just again, an audible just... It just, like... <sighs> It just uh, didn't I didn't catch fit. it. Yeah. It didn't fit with yeah. everything else that was going on. It I'll just felt really, really forced. I'll get, whoa, and yeah. I think that... You never want that to be forced. Okay. <laughs> one, one. one bit of slight, like, um, talking Holly off the ledge that I've thought of <laughs> as I've figured this would kind of be her reaction. Yeah. I uh, Think about uh, the way Vader thinks of Anakin or the way Obi-Wan thinks of Anakin and Vader too. Yeah. From a certain point of view, Vader betrayed and murdered your father. Mm -hmm. That that person is gone. Yeah. And in new and in a lot of the new canon books and comics, Vader thinks of Anakin as a separate being. That you know he kind yep. of laughs yeah. at the foolish Jedi and that oh, that's what the foolish Jedi did. Yeah. Uh, so sort of when he makes the switch from Kylo to Ben, it's like I understand the Kylo, the way you feel about Kylo and Ray, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but how do you feel about Ben and Ray? If you Ooh. think of them as two sort of separate yeah. 
entities. I, I think that... <laughs> I just don't think that Ray knows Ben. I think that she thinks that she's she knows Ben. So True. I think that if there was more of a relationship between her and Ben, I could have been on board with that. But since there was more of a relationship between her and Kylo, I feel like she just has this image of who she <laughs> thinks that Ben is because yeah. she knew Leia and she knew Han. Yeah. And so I think that she misses both of those characters since they were parent figures to her. And so yeah. she projected that onto Ben when he changed. But I, I think... I would have been more okay if it had been like a hug as like a relief, like, oh my God, I'm still alive. Preach. Everything that just happened was so emotionally overwhelming and it was just like a heat of the moment thing. Yeah. But. I, it, Luke said it best at the beginning. It's complicated. Okay. It's every aspect here is complicated. And I, this is going to be such a good conversation. I'm <laughs> so pumped for this because I like what both of you guys are saying. Um, and I knew that was going to be a big topic of discussion. It, 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 can I just share with with you my initial thoughts? Mm -hmm. I, I, we talked about this on the last live podcast a few days ago. Um, the rise of Kylo Ren. I, I took it to work and I made Luke read it too before he saw the film. Um, so he knew what he was getting into. And it, it, it changed things for me. It did. I was, Holly, I was right there along with you for two years saying, I don't want Ben Dimption. I want him to be evil. I want this and that. And then that comic book changed things. Yeah, I agree. Right? It, it, that was such a huge thing for me. I was like, wow, if that's not what we thought, then what else isn't really what we think? Because um, there's always a lie. There's always some misleading aspect to a Star Wars story. Um, and so I went to, the, I took to the group, you know, I, I wanted to let everyone know, Hey, we're going to go this entire weekend until the live stream Sunday to be no spoilers. And that can be lifted at this point if you're in there right now. Um, but on my way home to go see the film for the first time, I left work and for some reason, the Han Solo and Ben Solo moment from the force awakens was speaking to me. It was speaking to me. It was as if the force was with me in that moment and it was pointing to that moment and it said this is gonna matter this is gonna matter and then by god if that moment in the rise of skywalker wasn't my favorite moment i'm gonna chalk it up to the, the favorite three moments of star wars of all time uh-huh i bawled mm -hmm. i cried and he repeated himself I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I don't. It was the force was speaking to me. It felt like that was it was gonna be a big moment, and and that was going to matter. And it sure enough did. Yeah. When when Han says, "Hey kid," I just I Chills. I threw my hands up, Holly. I just put my head between my legs and I just wept. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like what? He's back, and he's gonna sit here and tell his son it's okay." I was blown away. So that that was my first thoughts. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I think I loved this film. And maybe I need to see it a few more times. Because I, I know the critics are really hard on it right now. And it's got like a 53% or something, or 57 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. And then you have the audience um, um, ratings coming out. They're in the high 80s. Yeah. So you're seeing maybe more of those hardcore fans that saw it opening weekend giving it higher praise than the critics essentially the complete opposite of what happened with the last Jedi. But here's, I love the last Jedi too. equal, I, maybe equally as much as this film. I don't know, but this, this just said something different for me. Um, but I, I, Luke, are you leaning one way or the other? Or are you, 
was there more that you liked than you disliked? I think that it's so hard to, to process it right now because of the pacing of it. Yeah, it had so much to get to. I read one reviewer uh, from the Atlantic use the word manic. It was oh, it yeah. was manic. Yeah, how unrelentingly like fast paced it was. There were moments where it paused, but they were they were quite brief. Yes. Whereas the last Jedi is sometimes critiqued for its slower pace, yeah. which I really enjoyed as I was approaching the release of nine, I went through and watched one through eight in the past month or so. Mm-hmm. And it's very akin to empire in the way it mirror, like the way the trilogies mirror each other. Yeah. Like an empire, you have these slowed down moments of Luke alone with Yoda on Dagobah. And it is like the heart of, of the philosophy of the force yeah. is discussed between those two. And it's these wonderful conversations that are to me, like the heart of the force is, is laid out in the empire strikes back. Mm-hmm. And last Jedi is, is similar in that way. And it's like these slow conversations on a deep level take place between Luke and, and Ray between Kylo and Ray. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that. And I know it was a criticism some other people had. So, on one viewing, it was it was just so much to process at yeah. such a fast pace. I, I think, you know, I expect my opinions to change about this movie the more times I see it. I absolutely have to see it a second time in the theater. Like I did with Last Jedi, I was able to squeeze in at least two in the theater. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it'll continue to evolve as I watch it at home as we get it on the home release. But I think when, the, when it's all said and done, my favorite from this new trilogy is likely to be the last Jedi in the long run. Yeah. Um, but I think my positive feelings toward the rise of Skywalker are going to increase with subsequent viewings. Yeah. It was, it was just kind of overwhelming to process it all. Uh, to me, it, I was expecting it to answer more questions than it raised. Yeah. And I think I, I should have known better with JJ, but yeah, it, it kind of, brings up a lot of other questions that leave you to wonder that we will, you know, probably get some, some books and comics and stuff covering in the years to come. Yeah, you're right. And star Wars has always, I've always thought that they've, the movies have been paced very well and you spend enough time with characters in a moment in a scene and, and you learn quite a bit about them. You learn quite a bit about the planet. You, you, you I don't know. It, at least maybe in the originals, but I thought the pacing and the, the prequels, you know, as many issues as it had were paced very well. Um, and the last Jedi definitely, you know, was reminiscent of that, but yeah, JJ, his films are very quick. Uh, I mean, we go to Pasana. It seems like we're there for an extent. We learned really hardly anything about the planet. Um, it's, you know, a very, in the grand scheme of things, a very short scene, um, and and the story that's there in the movie, you really don't. At least I didn't understand it at the beginning. The first time we watched it, I was just like, I don't even know what happened. Like this guy was taking Ray apparently, wanted to take her from Jakku from her parents, taking a snow. Like it was kind of confusing. But after the second time, I seemed to understand it a little more. Holly, did he, you? Yeah, he he was. What did they say? A Jedi finder, right? Mm. And he was he was commissioned yeah. by not. I don't think it was Snoke. I think, well, maybe it was Snoke, but he was supposed to take Ray back to Exegol yeah. to be with Palpatine. Yeah. 
uh, when he was stopped. Yeah. But um, back to the pace, I don't know. I think that it kind of makes sense for how quickly things pick up in the beginning. And they keep saying over and over again, we only have 16 hours to do all these things or yeah. all these planets are going to get decimated. So I think they kind of set you up in the beginning to understand this is going to be very fast paced. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get some of the comments yes, that are going on. Come on. Sorry, I'm going to take us way back to the beginning. That's okay. Yeah. It's just been that's how so th fast. It's organic and that's the way it should be. Um. Okay, so we were talking about the kiss. Back to that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Sorry, guys. There's a little scrolling going on that's here. That's okay. Um, so, uh, okay. Jory said about the kiss, he said, I cringed, made a weird face, and then my wife gave me a weird look. <laughs> Nate said, I would have left the kiss out if I had been in charge. Yeah. Um, Jory said that the way that Luke viewed it and the question that he asked was a really good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. And then Brent said that the kiss kind of made sense. She told him on the Death Star, I think that she would have taken Ben's hand on the supremacy, and he was Ben, not Kylo, by the end. And you got to remember, too, like, like, I think what Luke was really referring to is, like, also, these two have an insane connection that we've never seen in the Force. And so you don't, we don't see that on, I mean, we see it on screen a little bit, but, like, it's deeper than just those moments we see mm -hmm. on screen. So they're having feelings and, and she can sense, she said, I sense the good in him in the last Jedi. It was, she saw it as clear as she saw whoever was in front of her then. So, I mean, she maybe, you know, to me in the last Jedi, when the, the door on the Falcon slammed, it was over and he said, I'll kill her. I'll destroy it all. I was like, done, done. But somehow this movie made it okay. And one of the biggest things when I think about Ben Solo, you know, and his redemption or Ben Demption um, was his mother. We always knew his mother was going to play a huge role if he was going to be redeemed. And I thought the way they did it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of backstory with Leia and using the force and stuff, and, and we'll get to that. But like when she lays down and connects with her son and he just becomes frozen yeah it's almost as if her spirit just like i don't know smothered him in light and he 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 just was encompassed with her spirit and she passed at that point you see her hands drop she passed in that moment but her body remained it was almost as if her spirit was then carried with ben solo to go do what needed to be done to save the galaxy. And once he actually, you know, passed himself, she became one with the force, as did he. But so then I feel like you're saying that it wasn't actually Ben, ben Solo. Solo who was <laughs> being know. redeemed. I, I, it was Leia who was forcing her hand in the matter to make him do that. It wasn't. And then to me, yeah. that's not actually a redemption. That's somebody manipulating the situation so that a better outcome and, and And that could be it. I don't know. It's, it's almost as if, like, he needed his mother to be there with him. Just, I don't know. It, it took the, her to the turn choice. Him. The choice is still his, and we know Leia was the hardest one for him to turn his back on from yeah. the, the scene of The Last Jedi where he's got his hand on the trigger. Yeah. Um to blow up the bridge of the Rattus and he hesitates and then his wingman does it. Um, it's because she's there and 
So for me, but do you, do you remember like one of the few thoughts I was able to express to you two as the credits were rolling was that scene on the Death Star wreckage with the fight and then what happened between the Ray and Ben and Leia. Yeah. I said, I need to watch that scene yeah. 10 more times yep. to like process it all. Yeah. It, it is, it's a heavy scene and then it's directly followed by the solo bit. So it's, it's just I was like, I need to watch the scene so many more times. And that's the biggest, that scene is probably one of the biggest reasons I'm like, I, yeah, damn it. I need to see this movie again yeah. and soon. Uh, yep. It's, it, it's crazy. That scene had such big consequences for oh my God, yeah. how the rest of the film and all, everything that happened after that went down. And, and so that's, I don't think she just like fully encompassed him and then this and that, but like, I think he was shocked that his mother was actually dead. I think he was shocked by it. And I think he was heartbroken by it. And I think it took him losing everything in that moment to realize what he'd done and that he was a huge reason for her death. Yeah. Essentially, you know, I don't know. Did she die of a broken heart? Kind of like Padme? I mean, it kind of felt like it. Um, um, yeah. Jory made a good point. He said, could it be that her light helped guide the way for Ben? He wanted to change, yeah. but it was so deep he needed her guiding it's, him yeah, to help. Yeah, it's, 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 it's how they talk about Ray. Like, she's just a beacon in the in, in the light and i'm sure leia is as well and so he just maybe needed that guidance and then his dad was the icing on the cake there i think as an audience we needed to forgive ben and if his father's saying like it's okay mm -hmm. like you need to go home well yeah for me mike uh, i love the the luck all the things you said here sort of the mechanism of leia's death and then han's appearance yeah um i almost took what killed Leia was she gave her life for him. Like yeah. it was that, it was that energy in the force that Leia, that Ray used to heal him yeah. after stabbing him was Leia's energy in essence. And I don't know, again, I've only seen it once and it's the scene I want to see it 50 more times. I don't know if the sequence of the images supports that totally, but like that's what I took from it. And then to me, he must have already made the choice by the time that hits because yeah. Han wasn't a force ghost. We know Han isn't a force user. Yeah. And in the movie, they even say, I think Han says to Kylo, this is your memory. I'm yeah. not, I'm not really here. Yeah. So to me, like the decision had to have already been made. And then we're just kind of seeing part of the reasons that supported it in Kylo's mind to make the change yeah it's that pull to the light that he talked about in the force awakens when he's sitting there talking to vader he's like i sense it again the pull of the light and and it's almost just like he had all these memories that he was suppressing and the love of his father was suppressed and then when he finally opens himself up to it and his family those memories come flooding back and he's just overwhelmed with the moment and I, going back to the leia you know giving herself for her son i think the only thing we have that's even comparable to that is maybe obi-wan and luke and in that moment obi-wan kind of gives himself and luke gets away but he's then with luke and he's speaking mm -hmm. to him almost you know um even though she doesn't it doesn't seem she becomes one with the force yet in that moment until her son passes but it's almost like she's like i'm not gonna leave without him it's gonna take everything in me to make contact with my son and the force kind of like luke did projecting himself on crate I'm going to give everything I have and it's going to, it's going to be the end of me, but I'm not going until my, I have my son and we can be together again. And Maz knew that 
She it, knew, that was awesome. She knew yeah. everything that was going to happen because she went back to Leia's body to get the medal because yeah. Leia laid down with the medal in her hand she before did. everything happened. You're right. And Maz made a comment before when Leia was walking away and everyone was watching her. And then she knew exactly what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. And she knew when to be back with Leia. She knows what she has to do to connect. Wait, to wait a second. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Wait, are we talking about the medal she gives Chewie at the end? Yeah. Yeah, but she was holding it when she laid down. Leia had that? Yeah, yeah. she had it in her hands yeah. when she oh. laid down. Yeah. Michael Wait, so missed is it Hans? The... I missed it too the first time. It I looks like know. it's Hans, yeah. It oh, does. wow. Okay, that makes that part at the end so much better. I was, yeah. re I really didn't like that bit at the end. I was like, where the hell did this metal come from? <laughs> Same. Like, I get the inside. Yep. I get the joke in our universe about that. Yeah. Being like, oh, he didn't get one at the middle ceremony on in A New Hope as far as we could see. Yeah on Yavin. And so for me, I was like, this is just this weird, like breaking of the fourth wall by handing him this medal. I know. But so, but it's, it's like Hans being passed to him, I it guess. It seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's yeah. so much better. No, it, it and that's the same for me. Oh I had gosh. the same reaction. Was she holding the medal because she was actually manipulating Hans memory to Kylo? Was that a sig Was that what was significant about? I, I don't know if I like that. I, I think it's just that it's something to, I don't know, to but instigate like, the memories. I, I don't think it's necessarily her, like, impersonating him or something. Oh, I didn't think impersonating him, but I think, does she have some sort of influence on Han showing up? Because she had Good. his medal, so I feel like she yeah. had to have intentionally grabbed his medal that had to do something. And that's something else that this movie did well, very similar to The Last Jedi. It's just, like, we saw a ton of Force using in this movie, I mean, I couldn't count them how many times Kylo and or Ben and Ray force pushed or like force crushed people. It was the a lot. Force crushing was awesome. Ray of, did that. Yeah. She like she just like dropped somebody awesome. like into yeah. the ground. A lot of force jumping too and stuff. But I mean, we still have these moments really tapping into like this internal force, and we don't even fully understand what it is. Like we don't. I don't think any of us still understand the dyad or technically like what happened. But it, they're they're really opening up the possibility here with the force and, and what's possible. Yeah. Is, is she, could she really just be tapping into the memory of their families and, and Han kind of shows, I think, I think Kylo's just kind of, he's, he's, he's becoming Ben Solo again. And, and with that comes those memories of him and his family. And I think his mother had to force her way into that moment and it took everything to get yeah. him to realize that, um, that five minutes there was the best part of that. movie. I, I, I loved everything about it. Um, can, yeah. Can I ask you two a question Come that on. has really been one of the parts that I can't, can't stop thinking about is how you reacted to the use of Carrie Fisher. I will give a lot of background here to kind of tell you where I'm coming from. Yeah. I was one of the people who, when she passed away in, in December of 2016 was, was in favor of recasting her. You know, at that point it would broke that like principal photography on the last Jedi was done. So like last Jedi wasn't really going to be affected by it. Um, and then, you know, but we didn't know how rise of Skywalker was going to go. And for me, it was like, I don't want the character to be affected by the real world. And I think like you need to do justice for the character. And if that means recasting, that means recasting. And I was okay with that. I know a lot of people were, were against that. Yeah. But, um, and then going into the movie, 
we knew she was going to be in it. We knew they were going to reuse footage and, and, and things. And so like, I feel like that knowledge and the just curiosity of how they were going to pull that off has colored my initial reaction to it in probably more of a negative way. And I'm hoping that it fades away and I can enjoy it more as it goes on. But the actual like footage of her and the lines she had didn't hit me well. I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. I think what they did with the character of Leia and the character of Leia's impact on the story are huge. But like, to me, the the time she was on screen and the lines that she said when she was on screen was like this doll with a pull string, like Woody in Toy Story or yeah. like the Krusty doll in The Simpsons where you would just pull the string and get out some sort of mm-hmm. generic few words out of this doll. Absolutely. And it must like her, her lines in the movie didn't hit strong and it – it seemed a little weird, and I don't know if that's just because I knew going into it she wasn't alive when they filmed this movie, and it was some type of manipulation they were doing. So I just am curious how that how that's hitting other people. Yeah, I, I think I had a similar view going into knowing, you know, after Carrie Fisher passed, that I would be okay with someone else coming into that role. But now I think about it, and I'm like, this was the final movie. I, I just after seeing it now, even the issues I have with the stuff that I saw, I just can't imagine accepting that someone else, just even for the sake of it being Leia's movie, um, to give her a bigger role, to have someone else. To, I, I don't know if I even would have accepted it now after seeing the movie. Because I also, too, had, especially the first half, I thought those lines were terrible. I, I think they did the best they could with what they had. The, the more impactful stuff for me was just like when they're all meeting around and talking about like what they know and what Luke was doing and just the looks that she would give sometimes, like she's known this all along. Those were very powerful for me or when she wasn't speaking and just kind of in the moment I could, I I understood what they were going for, but the, yeah, the first couple of interactions she has, it just, it's filler and it's just to give her a presence. And it's, it's unfortunate because this was supposed to be Leia's movie. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be her redeeming her son. I think that was what they right. were going with all along. And, and so, the character still has that profound effect on the story. Yeah, and I, I think it's. I think they overall just said, you know what, we're gonna piss off a lot of people if we come in here, and because she's always gonna be the princess, and and we're gonna do our best to make sure she's given her doing this, and that it matters. And I think when it mattered, not the moments in the beginning when they're on the camp, and you know, she's just like. Um, just at, like you said, like kind of the pulling Woody's string and getting a, a basic response out of her. Those moments didn't really matter to me because I I knew what they were doing. They just wanted to give her some screen time so you know she's there. It's it's the her laying down and speaking to her son. And they even threw in that they added to her legacy with becoming a Jedi. And, you know, when she's fighting Ben, you know, they're, they're fighting Luke, they're kind of practicing. They added more to that lore there to, sh- to, to make her story even bigger than even what, how it's been in bloodline and after. Yeah. I love, I love that you just said the words bloodline because we've had those conversations on this podcast about the, how Claudia gray in that book gives some background to what kind of Jedi training she has. And it was much more subtle and understated than what we see here. But I think that's, 
that's brilliant that we finally see like no she was legit like doing most of the jedi things and then well claudia gray talks about in her book as well in bloodline that she just felt she could be more effective yeah in the galaxy as leia the sort of politician and leader than leia the jedi so that's why she kind of did that more than just being like a Jedi Knight. And then now you add into the fact, I mean, I think we got from the book that she kind of, you know, didn't go down that path because of her son and her job and all that. But this went a, 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 a level deeper and saying she was a Jedi Knight. She created her own lightsaber, which means she was a Jedi Knight. So she gave that up because she sensed if I become a Jedi, I see my son dying in the future and she gave that up for her son so that just that moment there i think a lot of that also was a tool to set up to have ray and kylo have two blue lightsabers in the end but they made it work in saying you know what leia trained she became a jedi and she also gave that up for her son to redeem him so i thought as as silly as some people think it is i thought it worked really well <laughs> um it actually looks like they were training on endor if if, if i remember that scene but uh Holly, did did you have issues with Carrie's role in this movie? Would you have been okay with bringing someone else in? I think that personally, I wouldn't have been okay with bringing someone yeah. else in. Um, and I think it's just because Princess Leia is such a strong character yeah. throughout all of these movies. I think that it would have been hard to see somebody else come in and take over that role. Um, it may I, have been distracting for some people too. Even yeah. if the story was great, that could have been a distracting factor. Yeah. Um, I also don't really have the same background knowledge that you both have on Princess Leia. I haven't read Bloodline. I haven't really read a lot of those other books. I only know what I know from the movies and what from you guys have yeah. really talked about on the podcast. So maybe that had something to do with it, but I didn't really have any issues with how they handled incorporating those prior the prior footage and adding it into the movie yeah um i think they did a good job with what they had to work with yeah um i don't know i don't really know a lot about that so i don't know if i would have been able to do it any differently than they did but yeah. i also think that i didn't really have any expectations for what her character would do in this movie so yeah. much as you did when especially michael when you kept talking about how she needs to be the one to redeem Ben, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really into that, so I didn't really. It it makes you wonder though, what they would have done, you know, if Carrie Fisher were around. Like, she may have shown up herself in that moment and had the moment in person with Ben. But I thought, I don't know, this just had some. This just pulled on the heartstrings. What what's what? Anyone in the in the group agree with any of that? Anyone have yeah, any issues uh, with it? Nate. Nate's really the only one who's really said a lot about it. He said, I think they handled Carrie really well, given the circumstances. Um, everybody else is talking about Finn, <laughs> which I said, wait. Oh. But um, everybody really liked Chewie getting his medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking for any other Carrie comments. I don't really see a lot of Carrie comments, but I mean... I guess I am curious to know what everybody else thinks about that because yeah. it didn't it didn't really bother me, but since it wasn't really something that would have been on my radar going into this movie anyway, whether I would have liked the way that they did it or not, I yeah. maybe if I watched it again for a third time, I would pay more attention to that because I yeah. didn't notice. I think Luke had mentioned after we saw the movie on Friday that it seemed a little bit clunky. 
the way that they put her in in some parts. I didn't really pick up on that, but I think there was a lot going on already that that just, I just didn't see that. Well, and you, they also played it kind of brilliantly having Maz kind of explain in the moment. You just kind of see her walking away, which could have been, I can't remember if it was Carrie or not actually, um, but just explaining the moment, she knows what she has to do for her son. Like just, I don't know, is that an expository mon- monologuing? I don't know if that's what you consider it, but uh, um yeah, we're getting critical over here on flying casual with those those play terms and, and theater terms, but casual criticism. Casual criticisms with flying. Well, if casual. the uh, if the group really want to talk wants to talk more Finn, and we teased that earlier, oh. we want to kind of move over to that. Let, Wait, I, that yep. comment. Now, oh, they're sorry, there's in there's the like force. I think that there's a longer lag than yeah. we think that there is because now people are talking about Carrie. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, Ash, yeah. yeah. Ashley said, I wasn't bothered by the Carrie issue. I actually thought it was done relatively better than other CGI people I've seen. Yeah. Uh, Jory said, I agree with everything you guys said. You could tell they reused her old lines and wrote around it, but I like, I liked her being in it. So I think that, I think it seems like the general consensus is that we would have preferred the way that they did it in this film to having somebody else come in and take on that role. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I think, Cause I could see it working out if you have a great story, but I, I think it also would have been distracting for a lot of people, especially with this being the end. Now, if there were more stories to tell, I could definitely see that happening. But with this being the end, I thought they did what they needed to do. They did it well. But the, like, like Luke said in the beginning, I totally agree with that. Some of it was just kind of cringe worthy. It was just like, I get what you're doing. We need to use this footage. Um, but some of the dialogue between her and Ray was just kind of silly. But it was cool that she was just like, yes, master. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I see what's going on. Because we were wondering who was training her. Yeah. And then when she says that, um, yeah. she does call or Palpatine then towards the end of the movie, though, refers to Luke as Ray's master and not Leia. Great point. Which I thought was interesting. So yeah. she kind of, I guess, got trained by two well, and I also think it would be interesting if Leia continued to train with her brother. You know what I'm saying? After his passing. That that would have been, if, if like I said, if Carrie would have sibled around, seeing moments with him interacting, her interacting with the Force Ghost, because as much as I wanted to see a lot of Luke Skywalker in this, I'm kind of glad they kept it minimal because we need to spend a lot of time with the uh, the new characters. Um, but it makes you think, like, how, how much was she training with her brother? Because she's been away from this for a while. Yeah. So, Well, in general... Palpatine was revealed to have underestimated Leia's impact in general by really? saying, you know, he was kind of putting his uh, his bets on Kylo, and then yeah. he said, "Oh, the the princess sort of interfered with that line, so uh, we'll have to go a different way." You're right. I forgot he does say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the princess has interrupted my plans or whatever. Yeah. Great point. Um, I forgot about that line. Wes just jumped in and said, I wouldn't have wanted to see anyone else play her. They did a great job with what they had. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's it's crazy that she was in it at all. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, <laughs> their plan all along was to have Leia be, I think maybe originally it was going to be Luke, but after the last year, obviously, but they're like, Leia needs to have a moment. And I, I agree with Wes. I think they did the best that they could. And I think we're forgiving maybe a little more because of the circumstances. It was kind of bad in the beginning, but yeah. And I fully works. expect 
expect my feelings towards it to fade with time. And it's all a matter of timing. Like when I compare it to how much I really enjoy the use of Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah. And going into that, I know Peter Cushing is dead, but at the same time, I wasn't. really expecting Tarkin to be a major character in that movie. And I think Mm -hmm. they kept it relatively under wraps. And so that all worked for me. And I like the use of Tarkin in that movie. And it's the recreation of a deceased person, essentially. And so I I think with time, as we get further removed from Carrie's passing, and as this movie isn't so new, and I've seen it not once, but 10 times, (laughs) you know, that my initial feelings will, will totally change. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm curious. Absolutely. I'm curious to know how you feel after you see it a second time to yeah. to kind of see if you feel differently either way about any of the scenes. Yeah, kind of knowing not to expect a ton with Leia and, and you kind of make, you, you kind of understand what's going on and you, you kind of let the, the beginning slide yeah. with that. You know, Jory just made a good point though. He yeah. said, um, if you showed the movie to somebody who maybe really wasn't aware that either mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher passed or, you yeah. know, really they weren't that involved with those things as they were happening and those events that happened, it might not be as big of a deal as it is to us who yeah. have been, you know, with her since, I mean, well, not the beginning, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Um, so I think that's interesting. He was saying, you know, if you show it to like our kids or something, they're not going to have the same feelings yeah. that we did. Yeah. So. And we, I'm sure we'll, there will be more books and stuff kind of talking more about Luke and Leia and their interactions and the training. And I'm sure there's probably going to be some comics that happen. So, yeah, there's there's something to be learned from all of it. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. In, in the years to come we'll, I don't know, we'll, we'll appreciate it even more. Yeah. But uh, I think that's a really interesting topic to bring up, mm-hmm. though, is how these – actors and these figures who play these characters that we love so much in these franchises that go on and on for years and years, how that affects those movies and the plots and everything going forward and how we view them. Yeah. I don't know. Something interesting. And it's all, and you know, what if Carrie were still around and we got a lot more of her? I mean, then you're taking more time away from Ray, Mm -hmm. Finn. I've been saying that since the beginning. I'm, I'm ready for, those old characters to kind of just be in the background or just yeah. something that you hear about from the new characters. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I'm ready for the new stories that we get. I mean, yeah. I think they did a good job in this movie of setting you up to expect new content from like these other little storylines like yeah. Lando and Jana yeah. going out and figuring out, you know, where she's from, what's going to yeah, happen that's true. there. That's um, true. Well, everyone's talking about Finn. Let's talk about Finn. Okay. I want to talk about Finn. Let's talk so, about Finn. Supposedly, I think this is probably real. I haven't seen it, but everyone's saying that JJ confirmed that what Finn was going to tell Ray was that he was force sensitive, (laughs) which I think that I like. Put it in the group. I want to see where this is from. Cut the circulation off on Michael's arm as soon as I realized that I thought that's what I like grabbed his arm and I was like, oh my God, you were like, stop talking. (laughs) But I thought that I was like, that's exactly what he was going to say. And yeah, that hadn't even dawned on me. I thought it was just like he was. I didn't think necessarily he was going to tell her he loved her or anything like that. Oh, but, no, no. But, yeah, hey, I'm having – I'm seeing these visions too. I, I'm, I'm, or I'm, having I'm these seeing visions of you on, on the Sith throne. You Why? think he did? I think he did. He seemed concerned. I don't know. Or, or I, but hey, So let's go back to where the beginning 
in The Force Awakens where you see things happen that kind of lead you to believe maybe Finn is a little Force-sensitive, especially his fight with Kylo Ren. I always explain that fight and him holding his own as he's a trained stormtrooper mm-hmm. with the First Order. He knows combat. Just because he, you know, bailed <laughs> doesn't mean he wasn't skilled. So, I, I, is there more to it though? Yeah, now yeah, we think that there is. Absolutely, now that, that's really interesting. You mentioned that, Mike, because I think there's um, one of the books, like in the um, what do they call it, the uh, Journey to the Force Awakens yeah. series or whatever, one of the kind of junior novels. Um, Oh, that has what is it awakening or something? I can't remember yeah. what the title is, but it has a story from Ray, a story from Finn, and a story from Poe in it. It's a short little like 115 page book that's just a fun little read, and it kind of gives the precursor to some of that stuff. And it's even shown in that one guy at um, Maz Kanata's castle who fights him when Finn's wielding the lightsaber and takes yeah. him on with that like baton thing. That yep. the stormtroopers were just trained in. And the first first order of stormtroopers were trained in this like hand to hand combat and were prepared to kind of yeah do more of that as opposed to just like blaster fire yeah so I think you can take it on that level for sure and I don't think JJ writing the Force Awakens was thinking Finn would ultimately be like either. a force sensitive or a force user and I think he just giggled to himself at putting images of Finn with the lightsaber in the trailer yeah and the fact that Finn uses the lightsaber in the movie to it's chuckle and say, hey, everyone's going to think this is the main Jedi in the yep. movie, and it's not. Whereas he comes back around for another movie, and he's like, hey, you know, this kind of makes sense and, and can work, and why not? Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's. I, I remember I think Chris Terrio, whatever the writer's name is, I can't remember his name, um, he said, he even said, this, is, this movie's a love letter to Star Wars fans, and so I feel like they were wanting, I mean, Almost every theory out there at this point was confirmed in this film. Like all these speculation people had, think, oh, I think Finn might be a little force sensitive. He held his own. Well, let's give a little nod to that. You never heard that? I never heard that. That That was, people were like, why would Ben have even struggled fighting this guy? You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's strong with the force. He's a Skywalker. How have you never heard that? Mike said almost another says like, Everyone is force sensitive. <laughs> is this person force sensitive? Is that person? That what? everyone. The what? force is with everyone. And I would be, I don't know if they'll ever talk about it more. I don't know if they'll ever, if Finn will ever be in any Star Wars in the future. But, but. they have to talk about it more because they made a whole point of it. We very yeah. clearly saw Ray go down when she was down with Palpatine and uh, yeah. Ben. We saw that happen. So it was not for the audience's benefit to know what happened to then show a scene of Finn Finn. stopping what he was doing and being like, oh, my God, Ray. That wasn't for us to say like, oh, yeah, so she's down. We already saw that happen. That was for us to be like, it's confirmed. He has to have some sort of sensitivity to this. Yeah, I mean, it was that he saw he sensed what ship was the the signal ship or whatever and and. And there was something else, yeah, him saying, hey, I have something I need to tell you. Okay, that's so important. that's what's causing some issues with everybody in what's the that? chat. So Jory said, Jory, but is that something that you would want to tell somebody when you thought that you were about to die? He just doesn't think that it adds up, that it would be like, oh, I'm about to die when he's when they're going to get executed by the stormtroopers, right? Oh, I'm sorry, terminated. No, that's true. And he 
What if it was something like though that like I I've seen a vision of your family like I'm I'm having yeah. these things that so I can't explain. So that's what I thought. I was like, you know, maybe he was going to tell her that he saw her on the throne as well and give her that as like a warning too, before she goes Could. back to Palpatine. Hey, I've seen these visions, or I know who your parents are, or something. Remember too, he had the moment. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he said, "I didn't, you know, I didn't really think the Force brought us together then." But I believe it now. He's talking to Janna. Yeah, he was talking to Janna. Yeah, exactly. It, it, almost everything was real. happening for a reason. Yeah, and there's a bigger connection there. So maybe that's him kind of admitting it. Yeah, like this is what's kind of keeping us bound together is, is the force. And I'm sensitive to it. And I've seen these things. And I don't know. And I think the way you have to sort of process these things as an audience member is knowing that you're an audience member. And the way that they're presented by the filmmaker, by the writer is to take you on the journey. And so I think yep. when he first says it is when they're sinking in the sand pit yep. and you think like, Oh, it's to say like, I love you or something. Cause they're about, they feel like they're about to die because it, at that point we're fairly early on in the movie and still getting into things. But then throughout the movie, they keep dropping these hints and mm-hmm. Finn keeps sensing things. Yeah. And so now on a second viewing or a third viewing of that, you don't have that like just surface level understanding of what goes on throughout the entire film. The next time you watch it, you're not thinking only like he's just going to say I love you because they have a deep connection and have had for three movies. It can make more sense that it's it's something profound for both of them. Yeah. That hey, I'm like you. I'm I I can tap into the force. Is it still a profound thing as much as I love you would be in many ways? And it's like it's being revealed to us in a way as we're watching the movie for the first time to think like, oh, he's going to say I love you because mm-hmm. that's sort of the more obvious thing. But then I think it's a lot easier in subsequent viewings and once you can look back on the whole movie to say, no, it's not it's not that most obvious thing. It's not the first answer on the family feud board. It's the fifth one down, you know? Yeah. And it could have just been like you're my closest friend. Like you. I love you. You're my family. You know what I'm saying? Because he never had one until she came along. So it could have been something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I was okay with Finn not being force sensitive. Yeah, I, I, I feel was like, too. you know, I never picked up on it in The Force Awakens like you. It never was a thing until I heard people saying it. I'm like, but I think that can be explained. And The Last Jedi, you know, he, it was just cool that he was just kind of a badass guy that could do cool things. And he did the right thing in the moment. And that's okay. and But this movie kind of ruins that for me. But you know what I do like? I think I said this to you and Luke after we saw it on Friday. I really wanted Ray to come from nowhere and to, yeah. tru- like, yeah. to truly honestly not have some sort of bloodline that would have given her these powers. Yeah. All of that went out the window as soon as she pulled that <laughs> ship back with the force lightning. So I was like, oh, here no. we go. But but it was sick though. It, it's no, amazing it's taken this long to, to go down this road. <laughs> no, I think it's a great segue. Yeah. I so. mean, I'm just saying, I think that at this point now, maybe Finn will be that character for me. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, it's cool that she has a lineage. Now, would I prefer it to be a Skywalker? Yes. Because her being a Palpatine just, it makes it, it doesn't seem like it makes it more complicated or like her powers are explained so much. But like, 
I thought it was cool that the Force just needed a vessel that was worthy of this moment, and she could stand up, even if the Pal- if, even if Palpatine was back. He could just be like, there's this strong person in the light. Wow, she may even be stronger than Kylo. I'm going to try to turn her when she comes. I thought that would be okay. I thought the fact that she was a Palpatine just kind of ruined that, you know? Well, I love what uh, what what Holly you said here. I, are you a licensed counselor or something? I, <laughs> I I I have struggled with the transition from the Last Jedi to the Rise of Skywalker in terms of Rey's lineage in the yeah. reveal, because like what you've said, both I like the somebody from nowhere rising to meet the needs of the day yeah. and the challenges of the galaxy as they are now. I, I love that Holly just said basically that that person you could say is is Finn because Finn still has no lineage that we know of that's significant. Yeah. So there still it, are people rising in the Force mm-hmm. that way. So I, I, I and I hadn't had thought of it in that way. So Holly, that, I think that's that's incredible what you've what you've said there, and I think it's something we can all take for those of us struggling with that transition or it weighing on us to kind of there's something some. Uh, medicine to to ease that yeah but is he now (laughs) that's the issue it's like is he force sensitive is he does he actually come from somebody i I, I don't know i I guess jj confirmed that he was going to tell ray that he was force sensitive i gotta see that whoever's got that somebody post that in in the group before we go down the the ray palpatine discussion again can i ask you guys I, I think you probably felt the same way when Gina and Lando sat down and he randomly says, where are you from, kid? I put my head in my hand. I said, please they don't were gonna make be her his daughter or something. Yeah. Did you guys have that moment, too? Were you worried? <laughs> yeah. I was like, please don't. Please don't. Please I, don't. I honestly was a little confused by that scene. It's random. Uh, I'll admit I've listened to other podcasts about star Wars recently to, and they, and some people touched on it in a different way that helped me process it differently. But yeah, it just first struck me as a weird, a weird scene. And I didn't know, uh, it was one of those moments again, where like I was talking about how we process the, the information we're getting as an audience and that the filmmakers know we're an audience yeah. and the way that they feed stuff to us. So I think, I think from the moment that character was revealed, it immediately went around the internet like, oh, is this Lando's daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everyone is related to somebody, it seems, in these movies. And I think that was, again, like J.J., Terry, whoever, playing with us all and being like, we're going to make this scene. They're going to sit down together and everyone's <laughs> going to think it's going to end with, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, you're actually my daughter. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> but, oh, no, it's it's something else. It's just like... Hey, how's it going? I wish she just would have said, I was born on Bespin. He's, he's like, what year? And then it just cuts <laughs> to the next scene. Like, that would have been funny. Um, but it, I don't, are they setting us up for yeah. an offshoot then? It kind of feels like I it, think right? that they are. Either it's like not going to be guys... with Lando, though. I don't think Billy Dee's going to want to do anything with this later. But maybe. But then they made his character say, let's go find I out. Know. I think it's just you're supposed to. There's going to be some story, I think, in books or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But so let's let's talk more about the Ray Palpatine thing. I mean, w- the point I was making, I think, is that 
it just complicates things so much more. Like, okay, everyone's related, and this is how she's so powerful. But, like, when did this happen? Is this when he was a senator? Is it when he when, – when, when did this happen? Are we now going to get a book that explains all this? And who, who was this guy? And, and did he just never show his force abilities? Or he kept him under wraps? So his – did Palpatine not know about his granddaughter? Like, well, no, he knew about her because he knew about her from a very, very young age. So they hid her to stay away from him. Cause, right, because yeah. the reason why her parents were killed is because they lied about where the girl was. Yeah. So Palpatine knew from the moment Ray was born that she was mm. in existence. Okay. And here, here's where like trying to think about the timeline of the story is a little crazy yeah. and, and Mike when I when I said earlier in the show I think one of the very first first thoughts I shared was I was surprised that a lot of this movie seemed to raise more questions than to provide answers and this everything every question you just listed off is kind of where I was coming from with that this whole Ray Palpatine thing like you said raises all these additional questions yeah. and you know what like the timeline of things when Ray is, I guess like around 20, like around the age of Luke and Leia in a new hope when we see her in the force awakens mm -hmm. and you do the math and it's like, okay, that's what 30 years after return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And so she was born 10 years after the return of the Jedi. So the emperor's already been tossed down the, you know, shaft of the death star. Yes. Yeah. But obviously his son was born before then because it wasn't a 10-year-old kid mm -hmm. fathering a child. So it's like, when was he born? Ew. Yeah. Ew. And it's like, you had to figure he was born sometime between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And you're just going down this like crazy rabbit hole of trying to figure this guy out. Yeah. And maybe he must, at this point, we must think that before the Emperor died or maybe after he just disappeared or maybe like maybe he wasn't force sensitive. So the emperor never really took a liking to him Yeah, and he just was left to do his own thing. And then when the emperor was killed and the empire fell, uh, he just kind of tried to fade into the background. Yeah. But then obviously like the spirit of Palpatine, wherever, whatever state he was in 10 years after return of the Jedi, when Ray was born, and then another what? How old do you think she was when she was dropped off on Jakku? Seven, eight, yeah. six? Yeah, seven I think or it, something like that. I think it was younger than seven, though. Really? Okay, so I, let's say yeah. 15 years after Return of the Jedi, so 15 yeah. years after his fall on the second Death Star, he's sending some uh, assassin out that ends up killing her parents. Yeah. Or, like that, that all is it's hard to wrap yeah. your head around. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Because uh, Nate just asked a question that I was getting ready to ask you guys. Did we miss, did I miss in the movie twice where they confirmed that it was Palpatine's son and not yeah. Palpatine's daughter? It was her father that was Palpatine's. And and he relative. said that. He did, yes. Yeah, so we still don't know who the woman is, if she has any significance. Okay. Exactly, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I, I expect as... <laughs> As final as the promotional stuff made this film to be for the Skywalker story, Luke, like you were saying, it seems to just raise more questions, and I feel like there's going to be now a book about Palpatine and his children and that and uh, Lando and his adventure. I, I, as much as we were trying to say this is it, 
now we're moving on to new stuff. I don't feel like that's the case at all. Yeah. Now I want to see Ray with her awesome yellow lightsaber kicking ass somewhere or training. If it is force sensitive, training him. Well, I make another temple. Yeah. I like made a comment. I was like kind of joking, but I was like, well, maybe Ray's just going to rebuild the temple and start yeah. training everybody. Yeah. Well, and also like a part of here's, I, we're probably going to get back into the Skywalker story, but it just kind of popped in my mind. When the last Jedi happened, Luke Skywalker was talking about the force or the Jedi need to die. Like what we know is the Jedi need to die. Have we since that moment really learned anything new about the Jedi and why they're different now? Is it any different than it was before? Is there something that Ray has learned now that makes her different than like what anyone else was? I, I don't know. The greatest teacher failure is <laughs> as Yoda says in the last yeah. Jedi. Yeah. And I think that although maybe you thought would have thought Luke learned it. Yeah. That the failure of the original Jedi and maybe he didn't enough when he restarted the order in some way uh, and then kind of failed at that. Yeah. But you hope like, okay, two failures and Ray will have really learned something. It seems like even before Yoda appeared before Luke, he was trying to hammer that message home. Yeah. You know, the, fa the failure of the Jedi and the old Republic. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to be too negative because you know me, I'm the kind of, I approach this positively um, as much as I can. And I'm usually like the Star Wars peace and love voice. Uh, so I, I, what I've said in some text exchanges with friends over the past few days as we're all processing through this is I'm a little, I'm struggling the most with how we got to the point that Ray was Palpatine. But then once she is Palpatine in the way the rest of the story unfolds from there. The whole like the diode between her and, and Ben Kylo, a Skywalker and a Palpatine creating this, this strong connection to the force. I, I kind of like that. It's just, mm -hmm. it was like a, it was such a, a like blindsiding to throw that in. Cause it didn't seem like that's where we were going yeah. earlier on. But then once we get there, I'm like, it's essential to the way the rest of the, the story plays out. It's just kind of, I don't feel we were brought along there all the way mm -hmm. incrementally, but maybe that was the point to just kind of drop that bomb on us. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, you're bringing Palpatine back. Cool. I accepted it. At first I thought it was kind of cheap, but it's really the only way Ben could be redeemed. And if that, I don't know, that, that begs the question, then do we actually think that Palpatine coming back was the plan all along? Holly? Okay, I know that I said, not even, this is like before the flying casual days, that I speculated that some other bigger power was going to come in and that Ray and Kylo were going to have to team up. I did not anticipate it to be Palpatine. Yeah. But I also don't think that we actually ever confirmed that Palpatine was dead. We saw him yeah. fall, but I think Michael, you and I had had this conversation this weekend already. People fall in star Wars all the time, all the time. Anakin Ben Solo did multiple Survived. times and came back and Anakin burnt in a lava field, Survived. had his limbs chopped off and yeah. still came back to be more powerful. So yeah. I don't really think it's outside of the realm of possibility that Palpatine like that we should think that Palpatine died when he fell. That's I'm, and, and also that Palpatine coming back in the way that he did 
and what he was planning to do is almost almost verbatim to dark is it dark empire is that the is that the old i think that's the the first line from um dark horse for star wars i think was dark empire he does the same thing they have a planet i don't remember what they call them like a planet it's either a planet blasting or it changes the planet and some like the entire planet so it's almost the equivalent of those star destroyers and the cannons they had but palpatine came back nearly the same way he did here cloning um his essence transferred he was looking to transfer it into oh god i don't remember um, he, I think he had some failed attempts or something like that. But so it, they almost took exactly from that Legends material there and, and put this into play. But and I think they're doing that quite a bit. I feel like they're taking oh, quite this, a bit from Legends oh, and yeah. just throwing it into the movie. This movie was riddled with it, um, not necessarily in a bad way, but there was a lot of it. So I, I didn't think you really needed Palpatine. And, and to be honest, I thought those moments with him at the end were pretty weak. I, I, I really, I thought that battle should have been a little more epic as epic as it seemed i thought he could have done a little more if he truly you know took the force power from ray and and kylo and kind of healed himself that i i thought he would be a little more epic in that moment but luke that final scene did you what did you think about that i did we believe it did it could, could it have been more epic for me i'm not into drawing things out too long like yeah i love the final uh obi-wan and, and darth maul encounter in rebels and yeah. it's its brevity is to me beautiful because <laughs> this is maybe going like too far afield, but <laughs> I don't get out to the theater very often. I <laughs> was talking to my friend who met us for the movie. Um, you know, was there Friday morning with us. We, we went out to breakfast beforehand and I was talking with him and I was trying to remember the last time I was in the theater for a non star Wars movie and I couldn't come up with anything other than the, the Daniel day Lewis Lincoln movie, like from, Oh, yeah. I don't know, 2013 or 2012 or something <laughs> like that. Like, I don't get out to the theater much anymore, except for Star Wars. I'd make, you know, sure I do for that. Yeah. And as we're sitting there and, like, the previews go on forever. And I'm like, I, I turned to my friend at one point. I was like, how many more previews are there? Like, this is absurd. <laughs> and so many of the previews were like, there was a Marvel movie in there with Scarlett mm -hmm. Johansson. Yeah. And there was this weird Ryan Reynolds video game action movie. Mm -hmm. And so many of the action sequences that they show in the trailer alone, so you know it's like times of times fifty in the actual movie. Yeah, they're just like they seem so elaborate and like I bet they go on forever. And for me, that's just like not my thing. Yeah. So when something, what's what's the most important part for the story is how we got to that confrontation, and then what the result of the confrontation is so yeah for me all the middle is just sort of like flash and and sometimes excessive so um how it plays out to me isn't and don't get me wrong i love a lightsaber fight and the imagery is great but i don't need it to last like forever or yeah. or be overly elaborate for it to have have an impact on me so i don't know if that's like if that's me throwing cold water on, on things people love, okay, but that's just where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's true. There was a lot leading up to it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought there, it could have been a little more epic, but it, it seemed like 
for how powerful he was and how he owned like <laughs> uh ben and, and ray there in the moment i was just like wow like this is not gonna go well for them this is gonna play out for a little while and then she just kind of hey double lightsaber let's you know push the lightning back at him and then that's it um you know kind of using a little mace windu power there mm -hmm. um but let, let's go to that scene then too because this is this when all the jedi you know start speaking to her you got liam neeson you have ewan mcgregor um uh, ashley Eckstein even did ahsoka tano um and then there were even what? yeah she was in there as well uh i saw the credits um but uh there were some others even i think from um Clone Wars that that didn't have uh, yeah speaking roles, but there were there were so many voices there, and we we spoke a little bit about this in the theater, in our credits and post credit quick conversation, and I think every one of us there talking picked out different voices, mm -hmm. and it was yeah. impossible for each of us to get them all, and that that is amazing that Ashley Eckstein was in there. I definitely didn't hear that. Yeah. There was a lot going on. <laughs> it's funny what uh, what Cyborg Man said in the chat. Yeah, lightsaber deflect lightning. Learn your mistake. Exactly. That's what I thought. Like you, this happened already to you, man. Like you got some other power emperor. Um, but Hayden Christensen. Speaks. Yes. He speaks in that moment, and if my memory recalls correctly, he says something about bring balance to the force like i did ray or something like that yeah that's exactly yeah so my question then is is this just another chosen one in the moment that needs to bring the balance or is ray the ultimate chosen one but also another question yeah. if palpatine is destroyed did they actually bring the balance or did they just disrupt the balance well, even that's, more that's the thing like yeah the, uh, nate said luminaro's in there as well yeah there's another one that i forgot to mention um there's always gonna be a baddie in the universe right there has to be um it's no different than real life but i Terrible feel like people populate all the time but i feel like it, what we learned in this film was that Palpatine was actually the baddie. He was the driving force behind the other baddies. Everybody else kind of pales in comparison to him right now, right? If he but was, they were, but they were big ultimate baddies before the the actual Emperor of the Sith Empire was this enormously powerful being, probably more powerful than Palpatine. So, but then Palpatine comes along later once the Republic's been established, and then that's him. So, who is going to be? in the future i mean we could go back in the past and they could do older mm -hmm. public stuff and we could see the sith empire and that would be awesome and i'm down but like who's so nate yeah <laughs> nate said new trilogy coming yeah thrawn comes back with oh, an army Jesus. and ray and finn have to fight him off that's uh, did anyone with hear ezra, ezra bridger <laughs> wait stop oh, i haven't gotten oh, that far oh, sorry no yep. it's okay we can no, talk about go it. ahead no go ahead go ahead no i was saying i haven't gotten that far in rebels <laughs> Well, I think I, I, no, there's no spoilers there because you can assume that. I mean, by, by where you are right now, he's pretty much a he's builds on lightsaber. He's yeah. a Jedi. Um, I, but but Luke, like, is there one singular chosen one? I mean, if 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 Anakin Skywalker himself is saying bring the balance like I did, I mean, are they? Is that is that red retconning like Star Wars as we know it or? <laughs> I uh, I was so thrilled to hear Hayden's voice. You know, in the the lead up here, we talked how I wanted him mm -hmm. to be in it. Yeah. And 
I was hoping for like full forced ghost, but I think in the end, uh, I was great that he was included in that line. That line, yeah, I think is the biggest line of all those. And granted, I didn't pick them all out and couldn't pick them all out, but that line of all the the forced ghost lines of that sequence to me is the biggest biggest one. And I don't know how many times over the past few years in this new trilogy, I've I've texted a friend with. Like, help me, help me. What does this all mean for the prophecy of the chosen one? <laughs> and I think I've come come to uh, like come to terms with it. And it's like, oh gosh, how many times can I bring up the Last Jedi in this conversation? So you see, like, <laughs> where my love lies. But yeah. uh, Luke talks about to say, you know, that if the Jedi die, the light dies. That that's hubris. Yeah. Um, and the same, same for the Sith. If, if the Sith die to say that, that evil and darkness dies is a lie. If there were no Jedi and no Sith, there would still be good and bad people in the galaxy, in the universe. So, you know, these force wielders are just one being amongst all that is connected to the force. So they are not all there is. Granted, they have a more outsized influence on things than most. Yeah. Uh, but nothing, nothing is permanent either. So Mm -hmm. it can be true that Anakin was a chosen one who helped defeat the Sith at the time and brought balance and did bring balance for some time. There was a period of peace and, and relative balance that was then unsettled again. I guess it's, it's weakened in the fact that it was unsettled by the same being again. Mm -hmm. It would, it would be. I think it would be easier to process if Snoke was a different entity than Palpatine altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he maybe through his actions helped create the circumstances and environment through which Palpatine could rise again. But now that that Snoke is essentially just a a version of Palpatine, I guess that's harder to to wrap your head around and, and process through. But again, I would I would just say like there will always be the need for a chosen one somewhere down the line. Like, yeah, no peace is permanent. And, and even with Snoke too, like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, we see a couple of versions of him, like, that were I don't know, cloned or created or whatever they did with them. But it's not, it's not the version that was cut in half. So there's multiple Snokes. Like, I, logistically, like, how is this working? Like, it, is he an actual person? And it was just Palpatine's essence that well, was I think, in him <laughs> i think that it was showing that like palpatine created him he made multiple versions of him until he found one that worked and one that he was satisfied with but i so think so was he the going to be the vessel then i mean was in until until ben ended him it didn't because i don't know like it, if he was creating him was he just going to be the vessel that he would over like he would become and and that's that and then, like, Ben surprises him and, like, cuts him in half. He's like, damn it, now I got to start all over again. Or, like, maybe we'll try to find this Ray girl. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm so confused by that. Or was he using it? At, like, did he anticipate Ben would lash out at Snoke like that and strike him down? And that was just another step in his plan he to make Ben yeah. be stronger and feel more yeah. confident in his ability to take these things on. Yeah. No, that's probably exactly what it is. That that's what I think. He needed someone to strike down and to grow his anger. I think that's absolutely probably correct. Um, 
yeah, what 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 else? I you know I I, I can go all night. We can talk <laughs> about this movie all night. Um, but Luke, is there is there something specifically that you wanted to touch on tonight? Yeah, that that shot of the multiple Snokes in a vat like wrecked me probably for the rest of the movie in terms of like yeah me being able to to work through everything because that was just so, so early on. But one thing I did want to touch on when we talk about Palpatine coming back, it was, I think, great to me how they upped the creep factor of one of the creepiest oh my God. like villains we've seen. Like the Emperor in Return of the Jedi is a super creepy yeah. weirdo, and like they just took it to a whole new level oh, with this yeah. opening sequence yeah. and everything about him in the sort of dungeon thing that he is in and the state physically that he's in and that he's got Snoke pieces in a vat. Like (laughs) that was an impressive feat how they just really upped that. You know, what really got me is when, uh, God, I don't need, I've seen the movie twice. I don't even remember if he was talking to Kylo (laughs) or if he was talking to Ray in this moment, but the lights are flashing so quickly on his face. And every time they flash, his face is like, switched oh, it's yeah. like facing a different direction it did i thought that was happening Ooh. too i was like is it just the lightning like the direction of the lightning where it's no, coming from it's that. like it did look like it was shifting didn't it yeah, yeah. it's like i think that it's like an old frankenstein movie well or I, yeah i was gonna say i think that luke kind of made a joke about this one time but it kind of almost felt like he was the wizard of oz where like yeah he's just a project a projection of a man or a yeah. thing a creature and i <laughs> I didn't expect him to be hanging from like a crane either, like a crane apparatus, like they just had him on, which was super creepy. Um, but I, I, I like Jory's phrasing. I can go all I night. Can go all night. You're damn right, buddy. Um, but yeah, that was just that opening sequence. I, I don't know if I expected us to to delve into Palpatine so soon. Was that surprising to you guys? Yeah, it hit me hard. Right, like I was, I was like, I thought maybe a little later in in the in the movie, but uh, Holly, were you surprised to see Palpatine right off the bat like that? I don't think so. No. I wasn't. I guess it makes got, more sense. Yeah, that they gave that reveal to us way back at Celebration that he's in it because like yeah. we're just coming out of the gates with this, so we got to kind of yeah. People need to be prepared, or they just won't. They won't handle the rest of the movie if we. Th- hit them with that ton of bricks in the first two That's minutes true. and there's no like lead up to it at all. And you got to kind of know where the lines are drawn. Like where does Kylo stand in regards to the emperor? So the first order and the Sith empire or whatever you're calling it, I'll call it a Sith empire for lack of a better term, but where do they all stand? Yeah. And they kind of defined it early on. He doesn't really trust him, but mm-hmm. Palpatine's trying to use him to get the girl. Cool. Okay. We set it up. There's the story. Can we talk about yeah. something real quick? This yeah. is just a minor detail that I yeah. noticed, but when did they go from calling Kylo Ren Kylo to just calling him Ren? That, you brought that up the other day, and that's it, a great I point. don't know why. It really yeah. bothered me. Ray they, does it. Yeah. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but I was like, this is not. This she is called so him Kylo for maybe she thinks she knows him better. She's been in his mind a little bit, so we can call him by his last name. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And one, one thing that's striking me in this is that we've talked about this movie for this long. We haven't really mentioned Poe at all, who's one of the main, you know, their main characters. So we'll have yeah. to have like a, oh, you know, yeah. give Poe his due on a, a later time maybe, but it's kind of surprising. Yeah, I we'll told have to Michael, give him some time. I was like, you know who quickly became one of my new favorite characters? It was Poe. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah. something about the way that they had his character mature. So I agree. Yeah. We could do a, a 
whole thing oh on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But can, can I say, like, I thought Daisy Ridley killed it in this movie. I thought I loved when she grabbed that freaking ship flying and then when she blew it up, screamed, shoot. Like, I just felt like she was performing the hell out of that role. Same with Adam Driver in his moments where he was, you know, with his mother and or his father and stuff. I just thought she did a fantastic job in that film, and I'm glad that she got her due. Um, she needed it. We needed a lot of time with those new characters, and I, I'm pleased with the amount of time we got with them. Even though the pacing, like I know, like Luke said, it kind of ran. It kind of goes fast. It's a, it's a, it's the same with all JJ's films. I mean, go watch the Star Trek reboot. It's just boom, boom. Like you got it. You, if you go to the bathroom, well, you've missed God knows how much of the movie because um, it goes quick. But I think overall, after watching the film just kind of like in conclusion because we we're going to talk about this more overall after watching it you can definitely see that there didn't seem to be a clear story and that they needed this is why i thought this needed to be a two-parter to get all this information out there explain the palpatine uh snoke relationship show us the flashbacks of of, because those that didn't read that comic we read still think that Ben Solo had something to do with the temple exploding. Oh my God, read the comic. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Like there's big moments in yeah. there. What else is there that we're assuming that he did that he didn't pull the strings? You know what I'm saying? Mike, like, Mike, for the past like year or more, however, that you've been joking about this being a surprise two-parter, like as I <laughs> sat through the movie and, and, and sat with it in my head, I, I totally feel it that they could have – they wanted to stri- stick to the trilogy format, but yeah, why not go for episode ten? This you know the decimal number yeah. that our that everything in in life in our understanding of mathematics is based off of you know units of ten. Like, why not just stretch it and say no? We're going to do four. Yeah, episode ten will be the conclusion, and I could have I could have seen it working now. I could have too. I just there's so much to put in there, especially I felt like they should have they should have taken the time to get it right. And I think, like I said, I told you guys I love this movie, um, but I think they should have taken some more time to get a clear idea of where they're. But I mean, after you set it up with two movies and it's that unclear, what's another two movies going to do? Probably just confuse things even more. But maybe not. I don't know. But I thought they could have slowed the pace down a little with this, but. I don't know. I, who knows? In two weeks, I'll probably go see it again, and I'll have completely different thoughts. But it did seem to feel like they did not have a very clear direction from the beginning what they were doing, and they're just going to kind of let writers do their own thing for each movie and directors to do their own thing for each movie, and then uh, we'll see what comes of it. And and I think it really it it missed the mark in a lot of ways. But yeah, I'm everyone's not, everyone's right? agreeing that it felt really rushed, and that an episode ten would have probably yeah. been the way to go. Yeah, it just, yeah, I don't know. And I, I get what Cyborg Man's saying, like, like a lot of the blame can go on Ryan Johnson, but it's just, I mean, J.J. kind of set it up in a way that, I don't know, how do you explain that moment with Luke and, and, and Ray? Like, do you, how do you not show what they go through? And I, I don't know. I think there's a Wait, lot of, you, yeah. What? What the way he ended the Force Awakens, and then how uh, the last Jedi started off, like because I mean there we there was no space and time, nothing oh, yeah. else has played yeah, out. Yeah, that's what Cyborg yeah. Man was saying that it bothers him that all the blame is being placed on. Oh, Ryan okay, Johnson. gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, it's just uh, 
it, it comes from the top. There had to be a little more direction. And mm-hmm. I look back now and I'm like, oh, so did they think Palpatine, you know, or Ray was going to be a Palpatine all along? And the only thing I can really go back to is like, oh, remember when she was stabbing at Kylo and it looked just like Ian McDermott and Revenge of the Sith? And I'm like, that cannot be the only thing I can point to as reference and say, ha, they had a plan all along. I think that was just coincidence. But you shouldn't have a plan because the whole point was that she's so different from him. She shouldn't have any similarities to him except for when we see that force lightning in this episode. You shouldn't be able to tell. And it's it's hard to keep the real world from impacting our interpretation of things but and people have to fact check me on this but i think there's there were stories out there from colin trevorrow who was or trevor however you say it who was the original slated director for this movie director and writer and i'm pretty sure he's out there and has said he didn't have palpatine in the movie or not as prominent that it was like jj's idea to bring him back and like it's such a massive massive part of this movie and to think that that wasn't known from the beginning of embarking on this trilogy is is wild to think they didn't have it planned and like that's not a i understand having a a major outline but not having all the little beats outlined in detail because you want to like have time to work through that stuff and, and have some leeway but to not have that in mind when you're starting out as where you're ending is, is, is a little crazy to think about. Yeah. And I also would like to hear where Ryan Johnson thought the story was going. Yeah. Did he think that Ben would be redeemed? I don't think we've heard anything from him, have we? No. I've seen a lot of comments. I bet he feels a lot more comfortable seeing some of the ratings out there now. Well, I've seen a lot of comments from JJ in yeah. regards to the direction that Ryan Johnson took the last Jedi, but we haven't seen, and we probably won't, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It would be interesting to know where he thought it was going. And, and I, I get the big baddie helps in, in redeeming Ben, but I think you could have done it without it. You could have had him being the, the, or, a new villain. I I don't know. Maybe Snoke comes back and maybe Snoke was Plagueis. I thought that could have been a kind of a cool, tied to the prequels i don't know um he learned to cheat death that's cool um but uh, the best the best prequel call was in the very beginning too where they had palpatine's exact line oh from the scene of revenge of the sith played yeah to just to just silence all the questions about wait how did he survive it was just like bam there's the line yeah in the opera scene about how <laughs> you know doing things that many consider unnatural to to cheat death and it's yeah. like that's that for me was so easy to accept because it's like that's George's line. It's from yeah. the creator. It's that's there true. You go. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. You think this is weird? Well, <laughs> we told you from the beginning. Essentially, it was weird, and and you just have to accept the fact that that's a possibility that that cloning is a thing. Um, so it's just I don't know. I I loved the movie for what it was. I I and it's the big moments for me. I I loved. I accepted Ben redeeming himself. I never thought I would, but uh-huh. that comic book changed me, and yep. it, it made me think differently of those moments that he had with his father, and, he, and and I accepted it much more with with Leia giving everything she had to bring him back, and his father coming and, and saying, hey, it's okay. Like I think the best thing he said was dad. He's like, dad, yeah. and he just said, I know. 
Uh, it's Ugh. amazing that you shared that comic with me because it totally set my expectations for him in the movie. When I do you remember what I said when I dropped that comic back off at your desk when you lent it to me? Uh, I don't remember. You were your mind was blown. I said he he's being redeemed in the movie. It, it's set mm-hmm. like that yeah. comic basically tells yeah. you. It really does because yeah, if you you would just feel sympathy then for him as a villain, like wow, he really didn't want this, and the dark side just has really consumed him, which. It kind of had, but he's not a Sith. Like, we know that. Like, we know Star Wars told us he's not a Sith. Snoke wasn't a Sith, even though if Snoke was Palpatine, then he was. I guess technically he was. Technically. But, but uh, yeah, so I, but those those big moments for me, uh, the, the Carrie stuff they did in those moments, I thought was fantastic. Um, uh, Ray at the end was great. I, I thought it was a little cheesy with the second lightsaber, but um, it makes sense why they did it. Um but I'm I'm not satisfied. I'm not. I this did not feel like an end of a saga. Holly, did it feel like the end of a saga? I didn't expect it to though, because Kathleen Kennedy said in the premiere interview well, that it wouldn't be. Well, but before the premiere, did you expect this to be the end? Yeah, I've yeah. been saying for a long time I want to be yeah. done with the Skywalkers. But I also yes. said Ooh, that I thought now. no. I also said that I thought that the Skywalkers no longer refers to a bloodline. It refers to just a type of person. And I think that yes. Ray confirmed that at the end of the movie when she said she's Ray Skywalker. And that's the cool thing, right? You get a little bit yeah. of both. Who did the rising? Well, technically, Ben and Ray. She's embracing the idea of the Skywalker, but he also rose to the occasion and helped save the galaxy, which is cool. That's just what I said in the beginning. Like everyone, this is, movie had a little bit for every, you know, every conspirator out there just kind of. You know, coming up with ideas of where they thought this movie was going to be, it felt. But then again, that, that that could be a problem too. JJ said he had no plans of wanting to please everyone, and I'm like, how can you watch this movie and think that that statement is true? You absolutely had every intention of trying to please everyone. Um, at least those hardcore fans that Star Wars with seemed to think they the lost. Kiss. Well, that was yeah. I agree. Could have been a hug. Probably should have been a hug. Um, but I'm, we're going to talk about that more, though. But, uh, <laughs> and to, Mike, to try to answer your question about the, does it feel like the ending of the saga? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it does. But at the same time, I wonder and hope that it might be refreshing for Star Wars to start from a new vantage point. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll be like less controversial and less divisive if it is if the next new series of films is somewhat removed from this particular saga, because really so much of so much of how you feel about this sequel trilogy and how you felt about the prequels when they came out was so much colored by the original trilogy because they are directly tied to that, that it was, Oh, this isn't the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, that kind of to me led, led to so much of the negativity and divisiveness and maybe or maybe it's like this everywhere maybe there's just too much negativity and divisiveness in general and maybe you can't escape it but my hope would be that if we jump to kind of a different timeline in the galaxy uh, and we kind of remove ourselves from the the legacy of the original trilogy not in themes like a lot of the themes will have to be there else is it really star wars yeah but at least from the specific characters and locations and things maybe will help us just let it let this, this the new stories and characters come to us without so much baggage 
I love that yeah. idea. Like, I just, that's what I would hope for. And I think that you're absolutely spot on when you say that you think maybe it would be refreshing to have that happen. And I 100% agree with that. Well, let's say they have a movie in five years and, and Ray is a part of that. How would that make you feel? I, I mean. You'd be disappointed. I don't think I would be disappointed. I don't know. I guess it depends on what happens in between with like books and comics and stuff. Yeah. Luke, if Ray shows up again in Star Wars, will you be disappointed or No, I don't I don't think I'd be disappointed. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Um not so much from a story standpoint, but just from a I think when you look at actors like Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, I don't think we'll ever see Adam Driver in another Star Wars movie mm -hmm. again. Definitely not. Uh it's amazing that he honored his contract for three i think i mean yeah. he's he, he's kind of a really mercurial personality but uh it, i think daisy too not as much as him but is ready for a break and ready for her career to do other things like you look at like carrie and and mark hamill had their own careers to a certain degree but they never broke away mm -hmm. from their star wars characters as much as harrison ford did yeah and Maybe like Daisy and, and Adam Driver don't are wary of always being Ray, wary of always being Kylo and Solo. Yeah. So just more from a real world standpoint, it's hard for me to imagine Daisy back in the role anytime soon. But and like if if it were the case, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, it'll definitely if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be much later. But uh but yeah, Adams, he's done. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's absolutely done. But I, I thought he he brought a lot of great stuff to that role. I, I don't know. When I think of Jason Solo, you know, from Legends, I, I I think of Adam Driver is that character now, and it's it's so funny um, that those comparisons just seem even even more so now uh, to to fit. Um, but that comic book changed everything for me. I'm, I'm so glad we read that before going yeah. in or it wouldn't have felt as believable, I guess, to me. But a lot of good stuff to say about this movie. And there's some issues, too. And we kind of touched on some of that. But I want to give this movie more. I want to give it more time. I, I want Luke to see this movie again. again. Um, so if he can see it, you know, this week or something, then we, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to have much more to say. Um, and I actually wouldn't mind seeing it again myself. It was nice to take a little break from it, but coming, you know, maybe this week or something, see it in the matinee. I don't know. Um, Get that I, half day on when on yeah. Tuesday. Oh yeah, we have a half day on Christmas Eve, so maybe we'll go see. That's it for again. Knives Out. Knives Out, yes. Oh hey, Ryan Johnson film. Watch, watch hey. out. Um, Heard it's good. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm I excited to well. see it. Yeah, it looks good. But I, I don't. I think we all agree that it had a lot to offer. <laughs> Maybe didn't wrap things up, you know, the way we wanted it to, but um, some good stuff nonetheless. So it, it, I really liked it. I that's the thing I did too. As as much as I've critiqued it and criticized it here, I told you I walked out. I was like, I think I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I know I told the group that you know ranking the films was a real possibility in this episode, but I think I need another week to think about it. Um, I don't think I'm prepared to rank these. Holly, are you prepared to rank no, these films? No, I, I am not participating the in the entire ranking saga. right now. I want to participate in it. Yes. I'm just not prepared. Another rewatch and maybe we'll have to... No? No? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Luke, are you prepared to rank these yet? You need another viewing, I assume. Rob's already ranked them. Oh, wow. Mike, this... Uh... <laughs> 
the concept pains me. It's like uh, it's like <laughs> ranking your kids or something, you know? It's, it's I know, <laughs> I know, but we're gonna have to do it. So we'll we'll let Luke get another viewing and and we'll I want to get I want to rank them for Luke and see if he thinks I'm correct or not. Wow, that, that would be interesting. Yeah, that actually would be interesting if we ranked each other's. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my own, but I also put where I think Holly would put them and where Luke would put them and see how close we are. <laughs> it's almost like a hyperspace inquiries. But, yeah. But not. But for all of us and longer. Oh, that would be a two hour conversation. Phrasing. Wow. Um, but so I, I, I'm not ready to do it now, but I promise it will happen. I just need more time. Um, because as we talk, as Holly and I talk, as I talk to Luke and, and I talk to him at work, like, I don't know, we, all three of us haven't really, this is the first time we've all got together and said, what did you think? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We talked for five minutes, maybe at the theater and like, Hey, we're going to go grab some food. But like, this is the first time we talked about it. So it's, it's not even fresh in my mind. I can't imagine what Luke's going through right now, trying to recall all this stuff. He just saw it once and then he has to deal with raising kids. And I don't know how he remembered any of the movie at that point. But so I think I need to see it again so I, I can give it its, you know. You're just prolonging the post-Star Wars depression. Yeah, well, I'm going to need a pen and paper. and I'm going to need to write this out. I'm going to need to provide some reasoning for it. So um, that'll come in the following episode. But, um, you know, I hope you guys got a little something out of this Uh the the group now is free to talk about this movie the um, ban is lifted the ban is lifted on the spoilers so get in there and get your theories in there we did i i, I know brent sent us an email i believe brent sent us an email and i don't know if brent was able to join tonight um but we'll get his email read on the um on the on the next podcast but i, I know he got his thoughts out in, in case he couldn't be here um but we probably will have also some more theories to digest from the uh or maybe not even theories, but just thoughts on the movie, P potential theories for the future. Who knows? Speculation. Because right now, as as directionless as we were in this trilogy, I have no idea what the hell we're doing next. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like Benioff and Weiss, maybe we're going to do some old stuff. Nah, that's gone. Like, who knows where we are going with this? We just know that Obi-Wan's coming at some point in the future in, a, in Disney+. Plus. That's all we know really and that Cassian's doing a thing which we have heard nothing about in a long time and that kind of scares me I hope they haven't abandoned that idea because I think that could be a great series mm -hmm. um but yeah right now who the hell knows where we're going which is fun because it leaves some some openness for us to speculate a little sandbox and and, and also some time ideas. for some of us to read the books that we haven't read, read the books Holly will read five books in a week and get caught up I need to I need to finish watching rebels and I need yep. to start and finish the clone wars then you will be a theorizing <laughs> machine oh uh, yeah um, so yeah, all those books for the rise of Skywalker that I didn't finish like resistance reborn, oh, got to do that still. Um, but yeah, any final parting thoughts until we talk, we'll do a part two discussion of rise of Skywalker. Anybody, anybody? I think I'm spent spent. It's a late night here on the flying casual fam. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy the stream. Um, it, it, it will Definitely, I don't think we'll probably do another episode until next week. Probably yeah. release one Monday. But hey, you never know. If I or if a random thought populates in my mind, I'm gonna throw it up on YouTube. I'm just gonna start posting little five minute thoughts on there because I know they're coming. Um, phrasing, but uh, we're gonna get that stuff up there because it's just I, this has been happening for the past <laughs> few days. It's just been like, oh my god, this idea we need to talk about on the podcast. But let's like, why not just pick up the phone and record it and throw it up and talk about it. 
Just do it. We'll do it. Or I'll write it down in a journal. Um, <laughs> Michael Star Wars journal. But guys, if you want to get your thoughts, like send us send us an email. Send us get in that Facebook group. I know the guys are gonna uh, the with the band lifted. Everyone's gonna be you know talking about this movie and what they liked and what they disliked and where's the future of Star Wars. I, I want to know. I want you guys to offer some speculation on that because. I have no idea. Something in 2022, couldn't tell you what it's going to be. What do you guys want to see next? That's what I want to know. I want to know what everyone wants to see next. If, you know what? It's making me look forward to Celebration in Anaheim oh in gosh, August yes. even more. We need some answers at that point. So, uh, but yeah, guys, leave us a voicemail. Um, yeah, th- there's uh, <laughs> Nate reminded me it's a, the holiday. Christmas is, is coming. So enjoy the time with your family. Um, I, I know we will be in, in, in all you guys. That's not going to stop the, the, the speculation and the, and the discussing of Rise of Skywalker in the group. So keep that stuff going on there. I, I love interacting with you guys, even on the holidays. Um, so keep it coming, and, and we'll be back, I'm assuming, in a week? One week. One week. If you haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker, you probably shouldn't have been participating in this discussion. But uh, If you've only seen it once, go see it again. Go see it again. Luke, you hear that. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace.